Okay, everyone, welcome to episode 19 of Twin Cities Trekkies. I am Wes. And I'm Kenzie. And today um, we're continuing our series of like list kind of episodes of Star Trek. Um, this week it is about the underrated episodes of Star Trek. So these are episodes that we feel um, are good. But if you're rewatching them, they might think uh, they fly underneath their radar. I think they fly underneath their rewatch radar. Um, I mean, there are a, a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. So, and I know that people might mention their favorite episodes, episodes from the original series, like the Doomsday Machine or Mirror mm-hmm. Mirror, or when it comes to Next Generation, Best of Both Worlds immediately comes to mind, uh, cause and effect. Um, you know, those episodes, like, you know, immediately come into fans' minds when they think, oh, what's your favorite episode? <laughs> and stuff like that. So, um, so uh, I know there's a lot of underrated episodes and, you know, it's, it's crazy. Um, we have like 800 some odd episodes now. Um, yeah, it's, there's it, a lot a, to kind of choose. <laughs> yeah. It, it, like, like, that, this, this was a little harder for me to put together because I had to think a lot because it's like, I obviously think a lot about ones that are important to me, but they usually end up aligning with like pretty well-rated mm-hmm. episodes where I'm like, oh yeah, I guess. But yep. it is hard. I'm like, I yeah. it's a little, it means I'm like, yeah. I'm glad I challenged you, Ken- Kenzie, with those. <laughs> yeah. So I am glad I challenged you with those. So uh, to get in touch with us is simple. So simply send us an email. It's tctrekkiespodcast at gmail.com. Uh, feel free to send us an email with anything you'd like to say. If you have a reaction to one of our episodes or if you have an episode suggestion or stuff like that, um, we'll definitely credit you. If you have an episode suggestion for us, that'd be, you know, we'll definitely give you a, a shout out for that. Um, we definitely, uh, if you want to put it up on a Facebook page, uh, comment on one of our episodes is perfectly fine too, or Instagram post. Just comment on either one. Handle those TC Trekkies Pod for both Facebook and Instagram. And um, to send us voice messages, that's perfectly fine too. We would love to hear your lovely voice. Um, again, go to anchor.fm/slash Twin Cities Trekkies. Click on that little message button at the bottom of the screen, and there should be options for you to leave voice messages. Um, it can be any length of messages you have. I think it's. I think there's a time limit, but I'm not 100 sure. I can look into that and let you guys know next time. Um, but um, you know, it's once you do leave a voice message, it automatically sends an email from Anchor to us, and uh, we'll definitely play it for you. Uh, <laughs> your comments. So just keep in mind that any comments you may leave, vocal or written, may be featured in a future episode of this podcast.
Okay, underrated episodes of Star Trek. Um, and like I said before, I'm glad I challenged you with this one, Kenzie, because I know there are a lot of underrated episodes from any of the shows. Um, yeah. <laughs> not necessarily from the not necessarily from Discovery or Picard or Lower Decks, but um, from the other five shows. Um, definitely. Um, there are six shows, as I say, including the animated show. Um, animated series from the 70s. Yeah, because um, these are like just like going through and finding episodes that, you know, people tend to just skip over. You don't hear mm-hmm. mentioned a lot. And I feel like that's that's kind of the the goal of these. But it's also like I had to go back and forth over and over of like thinking because there's so many that I end up referencing where I'm like, wait, like I guess that's a pretty popular episode or like something that I think gets referenced or is like a groundbreaking episode. Mm-hmm. But I I definitely I, I try to think of like guilty pleasure episodes, like things that I really liked learning about. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of it have to do with the doctor. Like I like all of yeah. the doctors, like offshoots of stories. Mm-hmm. Like I I really liked uh like I guess so for me a lot a lot of my underrated stuff comes from Voyager because I have always felt like Voyager was kind of underrated. I mean a lot of people where they're either really hardcore next generation fans or really hardcore Deep Space Nine fans. Like being like those are the foundational like big series and mm-hmm. understandably so. But I feel like a lot of times people are like, ah, Voyager, though, like, kind of reacting badly to it, being like, well, they have thresholds. And I'm like, oh, I know. <laughs> but, like, come on. There's different writers. Yeah. Um, I'm going to start with one from Voyager, actually. And I'm going to mention it right now, because you mentioned one, you mentioned most of them involved the Doctor. The episode Real Life. Yes. I, that one, that's one of my ones on, the, on my list is, is Real Life. <laughs> Yeah. Holographic family time. Yes. And I love this episode. I love yeah. this underrated episode. It's a very underrated episode for a reason. Um, it's because most people tend to skip over this episode. But here's the deal. It's the ending. The ending gets yeah. me. Yeah. The ending is like an ER episode. Yeah. <laughs> it gets me crying every single time <laughs> it is it's it's sad it's but like so, yeah but he learns so much from it like it's like yes. this whole developing story about the doctor and mm-hmm. trying to like come to terms with learning a bunch of life lessons about real life like yeah exactly yeah and it's like never and like, he has to make a tough decision of like hit like make this super tough decision of choosing to like continue on with the life on voyager and never say bye to his family and mm-hmm. you'll never have the chance to have that experience again but yeah but then it's like he he realizes that even if he chose his family he's missing the whole point of what it means to have family so that's mm-hmm. kind of the decision he ends up making yeah, and it's just like, uh, you know, it's about the doctor making this holographic family. First, it's too perfect, um, <laughs> which a lot of people can say about the writing on Next Generation, that the characters were written too perfectly. Uh, perfect yeah. humans don't exist. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, but then Torres, um, 
and Kes join him for dinner at the home, at the holographic home. And Taurus yep. says, this isn't real life. You need to make some alterations. So he allows yeah. her, he allows her to make alterations to the point where um, his son's rebellious. Um, his daughter is like a risk taker. His wife works um, a lot of real life things. And then um, it goes into this like really sad ending and then he deactivates it and then he doesn't want to deal with it. And, uh, and it's after this conversation with Tom Paris you know, he says, like, you know, you'll never experience the real life because um, what it means to have a family without going through the pain that we all share, yeah. because we all because we all left someone behind when we were stranded here. Yeah. Uh, so, um, you know, and it's and he chooses to go back into the program um, and, and deal with dying. And, and see his daughter dying from a Parisi yeah. Squares accident. Um. And, it, and, and the ending gets me every time, you know, uh, it gets me yep. crying. It's it, 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 sad, but it, it gets me crying. Life it, lesson he learns. Get me crying just thinking about it. <laughs> um, just thinking about that ending. And it's like, you know, uh, and it's wonderfully acted. The whole entire ending is wonderfully acted by all three guest actors and Robert Picardo. Um yeah, and it's it's just like the ending of an ER episode where a patient dies, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's what Robert Picardo actually said once. Um, I think he did it for the third season DVD set. He did an interview. I think it was like a like one of those character profile special features, and he mentioned real life. And he said like, "Oh, the ending is like an ER episode, you know? It's just felt like an episode of ER." Um, and I love ER, um, but uh, the show ER. So, um, and uh, it was just like the, in any of that episode where, like, a medical drama where a, a patient dies at the end. Um, yeah. And, you know, uh, it's just, I think that's the most, one of the most underrated episodes of Star Trek ever because um, it's not, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's just a lot of character development for for the doctor, you know, and he had yep. the most growth in season three with getting the mobile emitter, being able to move beyond sick bay and the holodeck and stuff like that. But this was definitely another stepping stone for him to uh, be a more realized uh, character, you know, because before he got the mobile emitter and stuff like that, he was a very uh, he, he stuck to his job and very much like a hologram or just a hologram. There's a hologram who did his job, you know, with no bedside yeah. manner, with no bedside manner. And then once he got the mobile emitter and able to like have relationships and being treated like a member of the crew, he, um, he uh, grew up. He, he, his character grew a lot in the third mm-hmm. season of Voyager. Um, it definitely made a lot of made a lot of progress you know i think out of all the characters from voyager even with seven i think he got the most character growth um yeah uh, the doctor had the most as character well as, growth out of the whole he, seven years neelix too yep him neelix and neelix is another like where going from being pretty hated because of just how ridiculous this character is but then it becomes endearing because over time it's like you know you guys would be kind of screwed about these two 
yeah they both end up being characters that they rely really heavily on on like surviving yeah okay kenzie why don't you mention one of yours yeah uh i think in voyager definitely for me um i have to say 1159 yeah i like that one the one with the millennium Um, gate okay yes and then um fair trade oh yes definitely fair trade i was going to mention that one too that's also from season three and i like i like the the ending is good too. I mentioned this before in one of our episodes before. The ending of um a you know Neelix and Janeway, you know, um, you know, Janeway brings up the a the sense of family cones in a little bit uh yeah. prominent in third in the third season, more so in season four when when uh seven joins uh, when Jerry Ryan joins the cast. Yep. Uh, but um but the sense of family and the feeling of Voyager as home um, is... Uh, making start- all these people your family, too. Yes. And, you know, it happens a lot in season three, especially once they move past the Kazon. Yep. Um, and they make that, that thing a thing. And the ending scene with uh, Neelix and Janeway, Janeway uh, representing him for what he did on that outpost and stuff like that and you know he said i'm prepared to leave the ship captain he's like oh no that's not that easy you have yeah <laughs> it's not that easy you don't and I, walk I away. you don't walk away with, yeah you know? with neelix like uh uh Jetril as well like yes that one is another like neelix story of like mm-hmm. you find out a lot about him and yes. I, I don't know i i like neelix as a character he's like personally one of my favorites despite people being like oh he just I, too too much energy and i'm like well that's why i like him because i'm the exact same way so i i really like him as a character yeah but yeah jetro and fair trade were definitely some mm-hmm. of my like underrated episodes but 1159 is one of those episodes with like janeway looking back on her history it's like the millennium gate and everything mm-hmm. and i thought that was kind of a cool i like those episodes where they do like a like some deep dive into history like Mm-hmm. I, I just think that's kind of a cool cool episodes just like in uh at least for deep space nine i have a similar episode for that uh um what is it far, far beyond the stars oh yeah yep yeah yep, yep. and that's like that's one of my other like i really like that episode like one of those kind of deep dives into uh, the past again like mm-hmm. and i so i really like one too yeah, mostly when people mention Deep Space Nine, the two episodes they mention all the time are are from the sixth year. Uh, it's the one you just mentioned, the Far yep. Beyond the Stars, and the other one in the Pale Moonlight. In the Pale Moonlight, the one where Cisco yep. tricks the Romulans into joining the, the Federation side of the war. Yeah, uh, those are the two episodes I never. I did, they're always mentioned. Always two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whenever they mention it, top ten list of DS Nine episodes those two episodes are usually towards the top of the list yeah um, and but that one was as hard for me because i'm like it's not really underrated is it like but it makes me think of like yeah. 1159 which that's yeah. like i feel like a little more of an underrated episode compared yeah. to yeah uh, compared to that one so yeah 1159 like yeah yeah 1159 i, I really like that one uh, yep and you mentioned jetro um that's yep. a good one um that's that the, the drills of like you know I, I love it for the development of Neelix too like you said like, yes you know, I, yep. I, yeah 
the Neelix's character grew in that episode, especially at the end where, you know, he forgives Dr. Jetrell for um, mm-hmm. what he did and he dies and Jetrell dies knowing that Neelix forgave him for what he did to his family. Um, and I think that's, I, I think that's great. Um, I think that's great, you know, about Neelix. Um, another one of Neelix episode that I enjoy that I mentioned, I think it's an underrated episode is Mortal Coil. Um, the yeah, one where he, the one where he, the one where he dies and comes back thanks to seven. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> so, um, so I think that, and then there's all conflict about him and his afterlife, like questioning his beliefs and stuff like that. Yep. Uh, like the gift, the, the guiding tree and stuff like that. And, you know, and, and it, it's another like episode where he's like trying to get away from his obligations as part of the, of the crew, like being yeah. a godfather to Naomi or being the, uh, the guide for the, for the crew or something like that, or mm-hmm. ambassador, you know? Um, yeah. So mortal coil definitely is an underrated episode yeah. for me in terms of like, and, like um, the doctor besides the one that you mentioned with real life. I like uh, critical care. Yes. Like yes. taken and forced to work like in a hospital on a planet that's like choosing them to be like, they, they only triage by how useful they are in society. Yes. And it's like, and he's like, ah, that's super messed up, but, mm-hmm. but he can't, you know, he can't fight his own programming for the most part but it's just like it mm-hmm. does bring about like a big conversation about like you know like our like healthcare system and stuff yep. and mm-hmm. how that actually works and I've always liked that episode it's like if you want to watch something that feels a little more like on the nose for current events like something that you can watch and people can understand what's going on without having to know much about Star Trek that's one of those where I'm like it's a good episode to like just like jump in and be like this is like how like Star Trek has a bunch of these episodes where they kind of like on the nose talk about topics in a different mm-hmm. light to like shed light on that these are still conversations that are really complicated and they're happening and how do we like morally deal with them? Yeah, and it's it, it's how they were um, how they were uh, they were triaged based upon um, how not there's not useful in society but definitely how they were um, um, what was it how um, what class they were in society. That's what it was. Um, definitely for critical care. Definitely one that yeah. hits on the nose about our healthcare system in this country. Um, it wasn't necessarily a problem then, but definitely if you watch it now, you go like, hey, this is hitting on the nose right now. <laughs> 21 years after it aired. So, but um, definitely, uh, Definitely. And don't forget, Mr. Feeney is the voice of the allocator. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, another, another little, yeah. a little uh, yeah. star appearance where it's like, hey. Yeah, it's William Daniels. You know, he just turned, he just turned 94 this year. So um, he's still alive. Mr. Feeney is the voice of the allocator. Um, mm-hmm. Or if you're older, uh, if you're older, uh, Kit or the guy from staying elsewhere um if yeah. you're older if you're old if you're listening to this and you're older <laughs> of a certain age you would remember him as kit or um i've had the character insane elsewhere but he was in that show too um but uh definitely um an underrated episode um for me from ds9 is actually from its final year the baseball one 
Take Me Out to the House. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I like that the, one, too. Yeah. With Cisco playing against uh, his main Vulcan rival in a game mm-hmm. of baseball. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I, I like Yeah, and that's what – I think that's what the term of fans of DS9 got from was that episode, Niners. So – Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I mean, I, I love taking out to the Hollow Suite. I think it's a very underrated episode because it's just one of those episodes where you go like, hey, we're actually taking a break from all the drama of the Dominion War and we're going to do like a fun episode for you. So, yeah, <laughs> which I mean, I like, yeah, those, those are always really nice. Like I, I enjoy like because they're, they're a lot more like serious episodes and Deep Space Nine because there's a lot of political stuff happening like the character development stuff definitely can get very like mm-hmm. very intense but i also really like episodes like despite episodes that are just like funny or like good to watch those are usually the funny ones or the cool like stray away from the story ones are also really popular like you know the mm-hmm. um the episode where they go back to like the 30th anniversary oh um, trials and tribulations episode. yeah yeah trials and tribulations is like i mean that's like super popular like everyone loves that because it's so well done yeah and i remember i think we mentioned it with to shale when we had her on the show yep yep so yeah i really like that episode but it's like that that's not really like an underrated episode i try to think of uh speaking of like doctors and dealing with really intense like situations of triaging i guess like bashir in nor the battle to the strong oh yeah i like that yes. one I, I i i like that one too i do um it, it makes me think of the old tv show mash um yeah it was like their version of mash to me um that's when i ever watched the episode i immediately think of that old show and i'm a big fan of mash so um that makes me think of that show because it was, you know, triage everywhere and stuff like that, you know, and, and it, I like the whole narration by Jake Cisco, you know, talking about his experiences in that hospital, you know, and it was supposed to be a profile of Dr. Bashir, like that's what his original plan was for, yeah, but it ended up being like this whole firsthand experience of, you know, being in a triage hospital near the Klingon border, near, near the, one of the border worlds, and um, you know, dealing with uh, death and destruction. Yeah, and that's yeah. like a really like intense episode, but like mm-hmm. I, I just like enjoy it for the character building because like Bashir's kind of a complex character because he like finds out he's like genetically engineered and like all this stuff, and it's like brings a whole moral thing of like yep. why in the world would you do that and like not being proud of that, like and his dad thinking it's like the best thing he could have ever done for him, but it's like not very cool, dad. Like yeah. really messed up. Yeah, Doctor Bashir, I presume. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's a that's an underrated episode, especially when we get to yeah. learn about his genetically enhanced background and how he, yeah. how why why he was that way. Um, yeah. Because because he was one of not very not not very one of the not one of the brightest students in his class. Yeah. And it's and it's, but it's like against his own like knowledge being genetically engineered, which is really messed up when it's like your parents do things for you that like are morally questionable, but they think it's going to help you in the long run and it's like yeah but that's pretty messed up like also kind of a slap in the face being like so you guys thought I was dumb and decided to like give me something that 
you know, it's morally questionable. Yeah. Yeah. Those are like definitely like I, I like episodes around like pretty much all my underrated episodes are ones that focus in on a character quite mm-hmm. a bit to be able to like yeah to to like look into their past or like them dealing with something that they have to like work through as a person but also like i i just love like the the off episodes where it's like a little more comedic or lighthearted. like i'm Mm -hmm. always down for like lighthearted episodes like take me out to the hollow suite um the the one with uh looking at looking for parmok in all the wrong places oh yeah yeah yeah. Looking for love in all the wrong places with more on, oh, more intense overtones. Cling on love. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely with that. Um, what else? Uh, I want to watch one from Next Generation. Actually, uh, the episode clues, the one where they go through this wormhole and they lose an entire day because of this xenophobic species, um, and Data has to lie to the entire crew. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's, that's that's a that's an underrated episode. Granted, it was part of Netflix's like top ten episodes on of streaming for a few years. <laughs> uh, that's 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 a really that's really weird considering it was like in the middle of the fourth year, and it's like one of the most watched episodes on Netflix for I think it was a good year or two. Um, if you had if you had a list of Star Trek episodes that were like the most streamed. That was like one of the yeah. top, top five um, was clues. And it's just, I think it's an underrated episode because it's just like, it's one of those one-off shows, like you mentioned, where it's just like, you know, it's just a, an adventure story and it's just like nothing like, you know, everything's hunky-dory at the end of the episode, you know, everything's buttoned up and, you know, that kind of thing. Everyone just goes about their merry way. Uh, <laughs> oh, gosh. Those... Hard to, hard to think of ones like that. I think I, I'd say first contact of the episode yes. is underrated. Yeah. Because it's like it's definitely overshadowed. It's just weird. Like first contact. Like all episodes are on like first contact. Like yeah, but that we one to, yeah, I feel to like see it from the alien's point of view. Yeah. Yeah. Because normally when we see a Federation crew doing first contact we see it from the federation's point of view this is yeah. actually from the aliens perspective of mm-hmm. how and how they would uh view uh their planet being and uh, being part of a vast uh part of the interstellar community and how the federation would intend to um introduce them to the society and stuff like that so yeah yeah and i and i and it's it's really quite good actually I, I i agree with you on first contact um that episode and uh you know you got you know bb north in the episode from cheers um that was mm-hmm. ooh, my alien <laughs> <laughs> God. I, remember, I, John, I remember jonathan frace mentioning that once and she was like mentioning oh. like like you know mentioning her voice saying "Ooh, my alien uh that's awesome yeah i wanted like more co- i want to like more like commentary on like like people from the series talking about episodes and things because i haven't really like delved into that much of like how do like people who played on the shows feel about certain episodes or certain things like besides like i guess like in deep space nine i always think of bashir and garrick those <laughs> actors always embracing like 
yeah embracing the idea that they should uh, they should have been written differently and i really like i really like their whole commentary around that but like i haven't really delved that much into like other series like you know like how do you feel about this besides hearing jerry ryan complain about how insane her wardrobe was and yeah her whole existence on the show yeah it was all just for ratings that <laughs> all written yeah. for ratings you know because voyager would have been canceled i've heard that you know, if it hadn't been for Jerry Ryan, probably Voyager probably would have been the first show since the original series to be canceled. Um, if it wasn't for her, um, yeah, those episodes, it, 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 you know, there is actually oh, Tinker Tenor Doctor Spy. Oh yes, yes, that's super good too. <laughs> yeah, an underrated episode, and I think I'm just I always remember that one with the warp core at the like he's managing, he's trying to save the ship and. You know, and yeah, and, and it's computer. like he's gotta go blow up the warp core. It's like our our emergency is just like, oh man, I got to save the ship. I got to save the ship. <laughs> yeah, that's a super good one too. I actually just watched that not too long ago. Yeah, warning: it's, warp it's, core it's, breach a lot sooner than you think. Yeah, <laughs> I like how he's like imagine. I my favorite is just like of the imaginations of like the the computer talking, and they're really come on, like like actually like. Yeah. having more dialogue with him and it's so funny like i'm like how is he not realizing that this is just all like he's just like caught up in his own like daydreaming i'm like daydreaming gone wrong yeah <laughs> i've got to save the ship i've got to save the ship yeah. <laughs> i know last chance be here doctor get going <laughs> yeah i just remember that one tinker tenor doctor spy uh from the sixth year oh also um the episode Warhead um, from season five, because um, it actually oh, yes. with, with, the, with the talking smart bomb um, and the, that computer program taking over the doctor. And, it, and, and it's oh, man, I feel bad for Robert Picardo because he was pretty much like mm-hmm. a few times he was like yelling at the top of his lungs. And I'm going like, <laughs> hey, and I was like, wouldn't your voice be like? sore after that like screaming. yeah i mean he does like his care him in general is just great like he has all his opera singing and stuff. I'm like this man's got a voice he can do it yeah virtuoso yeah that's, just, yep, that's a good one i just did you mention yeah. that yep with the with the yeah, comar like, with the with the comar and yeah. you know and uh him being like admired for being like this operatic singer and stuff like that and you know, it's it's fine to have a little fame, but you know. Yeah. I remember the first time I was trying to get trying to get my my friend my best friend Brooke, who does not really like Star Trek. The first episode I showed her was that episode, and she like I remember just being like, "What the heck? Like this is not at all what I thought Star Trek was gonna be like." Like showing her that episode, <laughs> so she just has this weird thing about the Doctor now being like that he's just this hilarious character because of that. Whole thing being like, yeah, what, what, what was up with that like opera singing hologram doctor? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's it, yeah. Most of the doctors' episodes I think are underrated. You know, um, yeah. Especially oh, there's one from season two that I think can be underrated. The episode projections, the one where the doctor. Um, you know, gets reactivated and the, the crew is abandoned ship because of the Kazon and 
and you know, and he's allowed to like walk through the entire ship and it finds out yeah. it's all it's all playing in his head. Um, that kind of thing. And you know, and Barkley makes an appearance and Yeah, I was like, yeah, I was like Barkley's in that because like I thought mm-hmm. that was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, you know, it, it's interesting, you know, because he cause he imagines himself as this flesh and blood person. And then it's like But he's just actually a hologram. Yeah, he's actually like, a hologram. It's like, you know, if it's like, oh, it's 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 interesting episode, you know, it's that kind of thing. But there's one scene I know from a different episode that I think is underrated, just a one scene in general. Um, it's an episode called Parturition, which is also from season two, in which Paris and Neelix finally tried to bury their hatchet regarding Kess. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they have that uh, food fight in the mess hall. Yeah. <laughs> They're throwing spaghetti on each other. And, you know, uh, <laughs> and, then, and then they have to go and see Janeway. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. And she, and, she go, and she goes, well, that you care to explain? Uh, I don't think so at this time, ma'am. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> Those like ridiculous fights, you know, between characters. You know, that was the first one I ever saw that was in Star Trek. The next one was in Enterprise between Malcolm Reed and and Major Hayes in Enterprise, and they had that big giant took out fight because you know Hayes was uh like. Reed was under this paranoid impression that he was going to, that Hayes was going to take over his job. And they had this fight that spilled out into the corridor and punching each other. And, oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, yeah. I, I, that'd be cool to like get like specific episodes, like scenes, like memorable scenes of episodes. I, uh, I, I mean, I just think of all the stuff like you, you pretty much find on uh, like YouTube, like everybody's favorite scenes or something, or like yeah. uh, an iconic scene or like iconic uh, dialogue between people. Yeah, we can definitely do an episode about that because, um, like, I can mention one right now if you want to briefly talk about it. Um, yeah. The one where uh, Spock believes that he killed Kirk on Vulcan and, he's, uh, mm-hmm. and, and he like smiles and said, Jim! <laughs> yeah oh, it's like overcome with emotion and it's like <laughs> oh i'm pleased to see you it. captain though uh a little bit weird um i am a loss to explain it um <laughs> oh we haven't done any underrated, underrated episodes of the original series um there is yeah. one there is one that i want to mention um and it's uh court martial I'm a big fan of the uh, courtroom dramas in uh, yep. Star Trek. I love any of those, like especially TNG. Like some the of those head. are really awesome. Right, the yeah. drumhead, right, the drumhead, and uh, that one nails on the head, like you know, regarding certain things happening today. Um, yep. Um, stuff like that, and uh, and episode court martial too, the one where uh, Kirk is accused of killing uh, a, a fellow officer, and find out that it was all. And uh, uh, um, uh, attempt by that officer to discredit him. So that yep. one's that was an underrated episode, underrated courtroom drama episode. You know, because um, yeah, the courtroom drama episodes ever in Star Trek are done really well. Um, yep, like, I I always enjoy seeing that. Yep, I mean, no, no, uh, there's only been I think only like six or so, and there are only six of the shows 
court, court marshals one actually two of them in the original series the menagerie plus that episode court martial mm-hmm. the drumhead from next generation uh dax yep. dax and dax. Well, the rules of engagement that's actually i like that one rules of engagement uh with the one with Worf being accused of killing a bunch of civilians when it wasn't you know happening it was all meant to discredit him yeah <laughs> i think my favorite one is uh oh and also i guess like another kind of underrated because like i don't know i mean q is really popular but like yeah i guess like in voyager death wish yes like yes. hey let me die can i have like can i have the um can i have can i seek asylum so that i could just like die <laughs> yeah yeah definitely that's a good one that's an underrated episode i would i would feel because it deals with a Q who wants to be immortal so he can kill himself. I mean, the mm-hmm. concept of suicide, you know, and, you know, that kind of thing. And there's another courtroom drama in Voyager from the first year, Ex Post Facto, the one where mm-hmm. Tom Paris gets his memory of apparently killing somebody when it really wasn't him. So, yeah. So I always like, yeah, there's just some, yeah, I think the one that's insane because I usually see it done in a, like the federation way which i think is pretty much just runs like how uh, humans that do trials at least in america like our justice system trials but uh the one with chief o'brien uh where he is held in court under cardassian oh yeah tribunal. yeah tribunal yeah, tribunal. and i'm like yep. that's intense because it's like we usually see it under our own legal system lens yep we do um there is one that done for for laughs and that's from lower decks i forgot the name of it now um veritas so yeah. um, yep and that was done for laughs uh <laughs> and it was funny when i first watched it um but yeah and then um judgment from enterprise the one with the yep. uh, archer being accused of being harboring being fugitives yeah, yeah. <laughs> had a lot of vibes of star trek six in there uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. yep uh, but definitely we could talk about courtroom dramas on another episode. Definitely we could yeah. talk about all of those. That was, those are episodes we can always talk mm-hmm. about. Yep. Yeah. But I, I mean, some of them are, are underrated. Like, you know, ex post facto, the court rational episode. Um, mm-hmm. is not, not generally not. Um, Dax definitely is. Um, yeah. And rules of engagement is. But um and about that but then uh yeah there hasn't been really ones in the carter discovery yet but that's because they're serialized so yeah it's a lot harder as well than the newer series because they are like that so it's like you can't just like pick them out and be like oh this is underrated because it's like then you're saying the whole storyline's underrated i guess it's hard when it's like all a continuation of one another so that it's like you have to just take the whole plot point like i guess this set of episodes seem weak or this plot point in the serialized shows are a little weak yeah i mean you could probably classify magic made say this man go mad from discovery the sole standalone episode so yeah. far as an underrated episode because you know it's a timey wimey cause and effect kind of episode but you yep. know it's underrated too because it's like you know not a lot of people i mean it depends on whether or not you like discovery so <laughs> yeah i mean that line that Lorca says you no know, i don't give a damn uh 
I mean, it still makes me laugh because uh, the way mm-hmm. Jason, the way that Jason Isaac, Isaac says it, um, I don't give a damn. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's just, it, it's, it just makes me laugh. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I think it was meant to laugh, make you laugh. I mean, you know, some yeah. of the things that, you know, because Rain Wilson did a great job as Harry Mud. Um, mm-hmm. in the in the two episodes he did for Discovery, and in that short track he did, um, the Escape Artist, Chippers on the Beach somewhere. Yeah. Uh, be also, those, yeah, short tricks are, I keep forgetting about referencing those. We got yeah. to briefly. The only time I think we've ever actually brought up was when we had the, the Tribbles episode, and it's like, oh yeah, that whole oh yeah, <laughs> trouble with Edward. Yeah, yeah, trouble with Edward. Yeah, with the Tribbles commercial at the end. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, but yeah, definitely. I think underrated episodes are like, you know, like granted there are few and far between, but you know, it depends on how you feel about them, I guess. Yeah. Like, you know, like we mentioned real life was one of them and, you know, mm-hmm. oh, I just remembered one. Um, I just remembered one deadlock. Um, I, it, that's like, it's not technically like, 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 it's more of like full of techno babble, obviously. It's one of those. Yeah, it's one of those episodes where I'm like, how often did you guys have to like read that, read read your script and really? Because like I I did hear commentary once about just like, especially on Voyager, how much technical babble they have to use or like they throw in, especially with like uh, engineering, like Bellana having to just like totally explain something really quickly. Yes, totally. Yeah, it's it, it was I know, and. I think Voyager has been accused of like using the uh, simile too often, um, the like like as um, mm-hmm. something. Oh, it, it, the word was something like. Uh, yeah, because they use that word word too often um, in Voyager. Um, but that episode, Deadlock, is full of techno babble, um, mm-hmm. and you know um, I applaud everybody who had to read um, who had to say um, techno babble like you know uh, Roxanne Dawson and Kate Paul grew <laughs> uh, yeah those sure t- it took a lot to have to like go through that whole like it, it's insane yeah it's a fast paced episode yes fast paced talking yeah some fast paced talking talking about you know and stuff like that. It was just insane how um, all the techno babble about this whole thing that happened to them and stuff like that. It's just, it's insane. And oh, and then another one, the 37s, the one with Amelia Earhart. That one flies oh, underneath yeah. the radar. That one flies totally. underneath the radar. Flies underneath the radar. <laughs> just the like her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like- yeah, I guess one another of, one of those episodes of like the pocketed, like what the heck is going on? Like, how did that even come to be, like up there with finding the the Western civilization type of stuff? Where I'm like, oh, abducted and trapped here, cool. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. So I mean, I mean, it would have been interesting to see if they were, um, they actually took, they actually stayed there. I mean, I mean. You know, it's it's really weird that um, the, the the first season of the Voyager was actually written to have like twenty episodes, but the first sixteen were part of season one, and then four oh. were held over from for for season two. 
Uh, from what I understand, the 37s was actually written to be season one's finale. Oh, um, yeah, that's why. That. That's why I understand because it feels like a a season finale. Yeah, I was rather, like, it's a really intense episode. Yeah, because it, it's the premiere of season two, but it was a holdover from season one, and um, it was written to be the season one finale. And it feels like it was gonna. It feels like a finale episode. I mean, especially yeah. at towards the end where um, Janeway made the announcement of the saying that if anybody wants to stay behind, they're due to report in Cargo Bay 2 at this one time. And then Chakotay, mm-hmm. and they're, Chakotay and Janeway are speculating who's going to stay or stuff like that. And um, she goes the episode, to Car- but the ending. That whole episode just be- reads like a start, like original series episode. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It just, it's very... Yeah, it's just like a lot for being like in, in, it just feels like a weird placement for an episode. Like, not really, like, it, it feels almost like season finale ish, but it also feels weird to be a starting episode of a season. Yeah. Such a big, yeah. Yeah. And it feels like a weird way to start the second year. Um, and uh, yeah, they were like, there was like four or five episodes that were held over, and uh, that was one of them. And, yeah. and it's just, it's, it feels like a weary, it, it, it feels like the ending for a season because, uh, like I, I forgot to mention, and he goes to the cargo bay, no one's there. Yeah. So, and she's like about ready to burst out in tears. Jingwei is going like, oh, I'm proud of my crew. They're sticking with me. Um, yeah. Well, and it's like, it is a, it's a cool episode because it brings on this like fear that, you know, they're that you're probably never gonna see Federation space again because look at these guys and they've just had to figure out how to make it, you know, and live life now here. Mm-hmm. And that's like the whole like thing of like that feeling of like, okay, does anybody want to give up on this trip? Because I understand now that this is really daunting and where I'm asking a lot. And these guys kind of just said, screw it and are gonna stay here. So do you want to too? And it does, it's, that's kind of a big key point of like, are we going to stick to this trip that's nearly impossible? It seems impossible or that it's going to take a very, very long time. But yeah. I, uh, being far from home. Yeah, they're going like, you know, they actually had a conversation about it, you know. Could we really operate this ship with less than 100 people? You know, they mm-hmm. like, you know, and, you know, with 75 people and then Chakotay says I don't think we can operate with less than 100 so um but it's like you know they're like questioning like do we really want to stay here and you know and stuff like that but you know it's like a daunting mission get back to the alpha quadrant you know what's the point of like uh, what's the point of like um you know sticking around if we can't yeah it really uh, gives that that feeling of like because that's like it's like the whole point of the like the whole series is that co- conversation constantly being revisited of like should we keep going or do we want to say screw it and make something else work yeah. and it's just constant like check-in of like are we sure this is the right decision this is the right path yeah this is the right path for us to do you know that kind of thing you know and it's interesting to you know that for those kind of like you know those kind of conflicts that was a lot happening that that mean those conversations happened a lot in the first two years um like you yeah know, exactly everyone's it, super homesick and is like do oh we my really gosh just, like 
yeah, what do we do? It's do we daunting. do we keep on going or we just just stop right here and you know make a life for ourselves here? Yep. You know, and that's pretty much what they were but doing. That's why it's so powerful, like this episode where it does feel like a season finale thing, and then cutting over to like the dock, or, like the the bay in the, in the next season, and then and being like, look, nobody left. Like you yeah. just like cliffhanger it. Yeah, I know exactly. Like no one left, and it's like no one's gonna leave. And they go like, you know, I mean, you know, and it's kind of interesting that they said like, you know, Jacote, Jacote, and Janeway had that conversation, and they're going like. You know, Janeway says it kind of feels like kind of like Janeway's kind of saying like, "What's to stay here?" I mean, yeah. but then, but but then Chicote says, "You know, I would give anything to go back to Earth and you know, see like everything again." You know, yeah. you know, so like I think that really happens a lot, especially the conversation about you know, do we actually keep going or do we actually just stop here and do everything like that because there were a lot of opportunities in the first few years that they could have been home right that and then only have it cruelly snatched away from them like they were a child uh, right. and, and I, that- I thought the, the one cool thing about that episode that I was just randomly thinking about was that like for, for techno babble reasons like the whole thing with the radio in the truck and then yeah. talking about like why would we have not discovered this it's like because it's running on AM frequency radio and we don't we don't detect that because it's too slow. It's an old wavelength form of communication that we just don't mm-hmm. we don't really care about. It's too slow. It's really like it, it's just too slow for interstellar communication. And when they finally do hear it, you know, it's like an old distress call, which like would make sense for that. So I just thought it was kind of a cool like little thing of around like radio signals and you know, frequencies and how that actually works and that they kind of delve into that just a little bit. Yeah, and it's kind of funny about the truck is that they're bringing it in the cargo bay. Paris tries to start it, uh, starts it up. It backfires. It causes Janeway and and Taurus to duck. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, everyone being like, probably no one's seen a vehicle like that. I mean, ever. It's more like in a museum, maybe. But I'm assuming cars in the 24th century are not like that yeah they're going like uh, next time you want to warn us next time <laughs> yeah. next, next time you want to warn us before you turn it on hey, i captain yeah <laughs> uh, oh you know and uh there was one i just watched um the other day um it was um gravity the one with this with the um I think Voyager has a lot of underrated episodes. Yeah, um, I was like, that, that was why this was so hard because I'm like, I feel like Voyager in general, like all the other like series, I'm like, I don't know. I feel like most of these episodes, I could be like, yep, that's pretty, pretty epic episode or something. But mm-hmm. the original series and Voyager both felt like ones where I'm like, there's so many, like, I don't even think I can make a list because it's sort of pops off where I'm like, oh yeah, like that episode or this one now, like. Yeah, the one with uh, Paris and Tuvok being on that planet you know, in a, in a sinkhole, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And Lori Petty's in the episode um, and stuff like that. So another special guest star. Um, yeah, I'm like, there's so many. And we definitely have to do like a thing, like a little deep dive of like yeah, cool like guest stars and what episodes. Yes, definitely. Yeah, that one's an underrated episode because of the way, um, um, because of um, 
you know, uh, the way Tuvok and Paris, you know, get to more of understanding of each other. They get to have a little bit of an interaction. Yes. Yeah, it's nice to see. Development for characters, like, where sometimes it feels like they really develop characters, but then they just don't actually that much. Yes, definitely. And, you know, you could say author, author, too, from with the Doctor episode, you know, with the... Scary. I was like, my phone just started going off. <laughs> That's weird. Um, Turn it on silent. Whoops. <laughs> but yeah, I'll be back later. <laughs> yeah, but definitely, that's like you consider author, author, one of them too. The one with the yeah. uh, photons be free auto novel. So, mm-hmm. yep. And you know, it's. I mean, we. I wish there would be like um, a follow up to like holographic rights. In the new, like especially in Picard, you know, stuff like that. But yeah, who knows what happened? What happened between? I know. Well, that's like I'm always like thinking about that because I'm like the Doctor gets to have like a pretty insane uh, like development as a mm-hmm. character, like similar to like paralleling Data, like being like this is a new experience because they give him way more freedom because it's like you're gonna be running for a long time you're kind of becoming a crewmate you're not just like some emergency medical hologram that comes up randomly you're Mm -hmm. now like a crew member that's going to have to experience things and be someone to depend on like a being to depend on yes yeah definitely and like now with the the, like prodigy coming up where it's like that janeway's gonna be a, a hologram like yeah and stuff like that that's gonna be interesting but i mean it's gonna be cool to like i I hope they do a lot more around that because uh, the fact that moriarty is just some sentient hologram that exists in star trek canon now like just as like when is he getting released is there ever be an episode that just goes back to being like hey remember that we were gonna look at for a way to like when voyager comes back can't they give him that ability because they'll give him one of those yeah uh one of those things devices that the doctor has yeah like, you get a lot about and be free now yeah definitely when i watched that episode it was after i'd watched voyager and i went back and rewatched it and it's like oh yeah like they could definitely when voyager returns did anybody like go and check in on him and be like hey bud here's your here's your uh yeah. name of that device Mobile and give him one or did yeah. just decide to be like ah forget about it he'd probably forgot yeah, it's like, yeah, it's kind of a shame that, you know, things that are just forgotten, you know, for whatever reason. And it's like, yeah, you know, un, you know, I think we should do an, I think down the line, we should do an episode about unfinished storylines. Yeah, um, or yeah, just like weird, like, un, like unfinished business. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. uh, is anyone going to go and check in on that? Or like, whatever happened to that? Or like, stuff like threshold where like that just ended like what happened to those uh salamander kids uh, yeah yeah <laughs> what, what happened to anybody does anybody know about this do they does anyone in the federation have knowledge of that actually happening or was that just like a everybody shut up about it and no one say anything yeah <laughs> everyone uh, follows an auto silence what <laughs> happens in vegas stays in vegas type of theme yeah. there where i'm like Hey, you guys like, like, gonna casually not bring that up ever again or what yeah whatever whatever stays in uh the, the delta quadrant stays there <laughs> yeah kind of feels like that like voyager is kind of that like what happens in, what happens in vegas stays in vegas it's like yeah they kind of do that the whole trip back yeah definitely 
Okay. Um, I guess that's about it for our underrated episodes. Any final thoughts? No, I just want to hear if anyone, if we didn't mention an episode that you really liked, but yeah. you feel is underrated, tell us about it. Yeah, like there's that... a lot of them. It could be like a funny episode, campy episode, your personal favorites, like mm-hmm. what you feel is underrated about it. Yeah, definitely. Especially like episode. I forgot. I forgot. Uh, Little Green Men, the one with. Uh, oh yeah. yeah, that was. I was trying to think of like because we brought it up like uh, like before. That yeah. was another one where I'm like, it's underrated, but it's just enjoyable. Like I'll return and watch it. Yeah, the Frankies are mistaken as Martians and and all. Yeah, and- <laughs> hilarious. I yeah. love that episode. Yeah, it's it's a great episode because it's just it's just funny. Like you know, it's one of those time travel out of water fish out of water situation and yeah. especially with cork and rom and nog you know oh, oh i know and they're just their whole dynamic is great like i always look forward to seeing their characters interacting because the frankie are great in deep space nine yep as opposed to next generation yeah um, and i was like uh, as an unspoken thing of like compared to how terrible they're represented in next generation yeah definitely so all right so until next time take care and live long and prosper live long and prosper